The Ask Theory podcast shines the spotlight on Pinoy scientists from various scientific disciplines. Listen to some of the country's best scientific minds as they explain what they do in simple terms and share fascinating stories of how they got into science, the incredible things they've learned about the world around us, and so much more. Hello, Giovanni. Welcome to the Ask Theory Podcast. Hi, Mikael, at sa mga tagapakinig. Yeah, thank you for making time to be with us today. Let's get started. Tell us a bit about yourself, what you're doing right now, and that important question of how you fell in love with science. So, okay, my name is Giovanni Maranires, and currently I'm studying Masters in Plant Sciences in the Netherlands. But at the moment, nasa Milan ako for my format internship. Uh-huh. So how did I fall in love in science? So I think I got fascinated sa science ever since before I could learn to read or write. Kasi yung mama ko, isang fisheries professor sa isang university sa amin. So she had this book about marine biology. Tapos... One day, pinakita niya lang sa akin. I was so amazed sa mga pictures kasi hindi ko pa naman alam paano magbasa. So, mga uh-huh. pictures lang talaga yung tinitignan ko. At saka, na-amaze ako. <laughs> Oo. And then, napansin na lang nila na lagi na lang ako nagbabasa at nag-open ng book na yun instead of playing with toys. So, mm-hmm. yung ginawa nila... Bumili sila ng mga books. So I spent more time on books ever since I was a kid. So, yun. And we have this sari-sari store. And then kung ano-ano lang yung mga binibenta doon. So I got bored. I think I was in grade 2. So kinuha ko yung mga, I don't know, salicylic acid or mga mga cosmetic products, at saka pinaghalo-halo ko siya. And I was like, <laughs> doing chemistry. Okay. <laughs> so, that was fun. Yun, it's like, curious lang talaga ako since I was a kid, like, how nature works, how things work. Mm-hmm. So, yun, I pursue eventually Bachelor of Science in Agriculture. And yeah, naging passion ko na siya eh, about plants then. So, plant breeding. Mm-hmm. So, yun. So, there's something more about plants that's, like, amazing to me. <laughs> How a solitary organism can grow and survive over the years. Like, yeah. So, yun. Oh, You know, while you were telling me your story, na, na-fascinate ako na parang you started out by experimenting with, you know, how things go together, ganyan. Parang putting together different substances, you know, chemistry. And then coming up with something new. And then naisip ko, actually, before you mentioned plant breeding, sabi ko, parang sakto to sa naging path niya. Na, in a way, you're kind of investigating or, or oh, looking oh, into what plan. makes... Diba? Uh, you're, you're looking into uh, what makes something something. Diba? Ang ganda. But, but if you were to take what you want to do as a scientist and put it in one sentence, capture it in one sentence, what would your one sentence mission statement be and why? 
it's to contribute to the body of knowledge, of course, and also be to be able to apply the acquired significant knowledge and convey this to common people effectively. Because it's like show and tell, diba? Like uh-huh. me as a curious person, I want to find something. Like I want to prove something. Ganyan. So, uh-huh. yung mga discoveries ko, for example, dapat ko tayong ipakita sa iba, like <laughs> para at least sila ma maano din sila ma-inform or malaman din nila kung ano yung discovery ko at saka para maka-benefit din sila. Oo, oh, actually very important nga yun, yung communicating your science to the public, no? Kasi parang like I always say here on the podcast, pop culture has sort of like conditioned the way we look at scientists, di ba? When you say the word scientist, biglang may naisip na na parang image of some dude in a, or some, some dude or some lady in a lab coat doing serious experiments, ganyan. And then that's really the extent of how a lot of people think about science ba- and, and scientists based on what they see in pop culture, movies, TV, ganyan. Pero there's really a lot more depth to the life of a scientist than just what we think they do in, in their laboratories. So, With my next question, I would like you to sort of like take us <laughs> on a journey with you in the world of plant breeding. So maybe kwentohan mo kami ng konti about the basics of plant breeding. What, what is it exactly and what do we need to know about okay. plant breeding? Yeah, so plant breeding as defined in textbooks, so art, science, and business of genetically improving plants. So in order to acquire the desired characteristics, so nagbre-breed tayo ng plants base sa kung ano yung gusto nating mangyari sa plants. Like, maging beneficial siya para sa atin. For example, if you want, like, aesthetic appeal for the plant, you can breed, like, more colorful flowers. Or if you want to have higher nutrition, you can also breed for more, let's say, vitamin C or vitamin A. And also, you can breed plants to like acquire resistance against insect pests and also diseases you can breed plants also for abiotic stresses like mga environmental cues like drought salinity and high temperature so yeah plant breeding is really important in agriculture so it's essential actually for crops lalo na ngayon uh, we're facing climate change and increasing population growth so we have to feed more mouths right yes. so improve the new yield of course that's the main goal actually of plant Uh-oh. breeding so may tinatawag tayong traditional plant breeding so it's like crossing two different plants So, pipili ka ng dalawang parents na gusto mong i-combine yung mga characteristics and you will cross them through artificial pollination. So, kukuha ka lang ng pollen from your father plant and then transfer mo lang sa stigma sa selected mother plant. And you will come up with progenies or yung mga offspring na gusto mo na parang combined traits na sila ng parents mo. Okay. And then we have this modern plant breeding so ginagamitan na natin ng mga 
advanced biotechnological tools in order to expedite or hasten the process yes. of reading. Uh, so, ang, ang ganda kasi yung parang, parang when you hear about plant breeding, you know, you, you think about all of the different purposes, functions that you can come up with or parang tailoring, yun nga, tailoring the plant or the resulting plant breed towards what needs to be addressed or what what traits need to come out dun sa plant maybe to solve a particular problem like like you said yung feeding more mouths maybe for aesthetic purposes like yun nga, because as you said there's a commercial aspect to this but from my understanding there's one type of plant that you are specializing in or at least putting a little more focus into am i right oh so yung oh. coconut Yes, oh, coconut. So, this is very interesting to me kasi tayo mga Pinoy, mahilig tayo talaga sa coconut. <laughs> we even made a song about it. <laughs> the coconut oh. nut, et cetera, et cetera, di ba? And the coconut is so part of our culture as a as a people. Uh, yung recipes natin, may coconuts. Even yung yung imagery ng mga vacation spots natin, may nakita tayong coconut trees. And, yes. Di ba? Sobrang iconic ng, ng idea ng coconut sa kasi yung mm-hmm. kasi yung coconut it's like everywhere sa Pinas di ba like oh, oh. from from the beach to the mountains may coconut para silang weeds or <laughs> parang weeds na gusto natin oh oh at coconut is a tree of life marami tayong makukuhang benefits talaga sa kanya oh oh tama oh pero I think even for something na hindi na, na so common in the Philippines, marami pa tayong hindi alam or marami pang hindi alam ang average person like me about coconuts. So, ano na ba yung mga little-known things or mga surprising things na natutunan mo from studying coconuts? Uh, for me, before I study coconut, hindi ko inakala na meron palang dwarf and tall. So, oh. yung nakikita lang natin, di ba mga matataas? Yes. Yung mga puno, oh. okay? Or, okay, may mga maliliit, pero we're thinking na tutubo pa ito, tsaka... Malakin po, no? Yan. Oo, kung hindi bagyuhin. That's true. <laughs> so, so, tutubo pa sila. But there are two types of coconut. So, general types. We have the dwarf and the tall. Yung dwarf coconut kasi, mas early siya magmature So, mas early din siya magbubunga. It takes like three to four years bago siya magbunga. And then the tall one, yan yung mga marami, it takes uh, about 10 years para bumunga siya. The other fact about coconut is it's hard to mass propagate in vitro, so through tissue culture. So, oh, ang hirap niyang patubuin sa lab na mag-proliferate siya into many plants because in our lab sa National Coconut Research Center, we have a project na tinatry namin i-mass propagate siya para madami tayong planting materials. But it's really hard kasi it's either namamatay siya or hindi talaga tutubo at all. So, wow. yun. Medyo weird, ah. I mean, para sa akin, it's a bit weird kasi yun nga, ang, ang daming coconut dito. So parang to hear that in a controlled setting, it's harder to to propagate this, this plant. Yes. Pero isipin mo, ang common niya sa Pilipinas. So, 
Siguro ang dali lang tumubo nito, pero hindi pala. Oo, kasi yung coconut, it's like one fruit to one tree, ba diba? So, uh-huh. gusto natin na paramihin pa ito, of course, like for coconut farmers. Yes. Kasi, and also for rehabilitation sa mga nasisira na babagyo or tinotroso. So, we mm-hmm. have to replace them. And to like rapidly propagate, may tinatawag tayong tissue culture. And it's really hard in that artificial environment. Kasi kahit ano lang deviation, for example, sa uh, media, kung saan siya tutubo, or yung condition ng temperature or humidity, hindi, maarte siya. Hindi <laughs> siya tutubo. <laughs> oh. Okay. Nakakatawang marinig lang na ma-describe siya sa ano, maarte siyang tumubo. Pero, na, pag, pag naiisip natin kasi yung coconut, meron tayo agad din naiisip. Yung makapuno. Ayan. Ah, yes. So, di ba, pag, kapag naiisip natin yung coconut as food, eventually, the, the discussion will shift to makapuno and all of the different ways in which makapuno is incorporated into desserts and all that. Pero, you know, you know since it's a staple in many traditional Filipino recipes, so, pero can, maybe you can tell us a little bit about the science of makapuno. Paano ba ito nabubuo? And what are the things that go into, you know, what makes makapuno possible? Okay. So, yung makapuno kasi is a mutant coconut variety. Okay. Actually, nakita yung, yung pinakaunang makapuno fruit, nakita siya sa isang normal na coconut na nagbe-bear ng mga fruits lang, ganyan. And then, may mga taong binuksan yung mga fruits at saka nakita nila na kakaiba yung flesh or yung laman. It's full. So, doon nga na-derive yung, ano, yung name. Makapuno ah, kasi. <laughs> Oo, oh, oh, puno siya ng tinatawag nating solid endosperm o yung puti na kinakain natin. Because yung sabaw or yung coconut water, that's the liquid endosperm. So yung makapuno, compared to the normal one, it has little, little or no coconut water at all. So more flesh. Sabi nila nung una, it was claimed that it's governed by a recessive gene. So ito yung mutant gene kung bakit uh, abnormal siya or mutant siya. So it's very rare kasi recessive nga siya, hindi siya agad nakikita or na-express. So yun, it, the, the flesh itself, yung solid endosperm, it's uh, a result of abnormal cell division. So as the fruit matures, yung cells niya is irregular. And then yung size din, may mga malalaki, may mga maliliit, pati yung shape. At saka yung cell wall is loose compared to the normal one. So it accumulates as it matures. And then as it accumulates itong mga cells, at the same time, meron tayong tinatawag na galactomanan. It's a polysaccharide. So, it's a source of energy, medyo technical na tayo. So, sa normal development process, itong galactomanan, nade-degrade ito into two subcomponents, the galactose and mannose. 
So, itong simpler sugars, ito yung ginagamit ng embryo natin sa seed para tumubo siya. But then, in makapuno, inactive yung enzyme na nagde-degrade ng galactomanan. So, hindi na nagagamit ng embryo yung galactose and mannose kasi hindi na de-degrade yung galactomanan. So, it accumulates there. And what's the flavor also of makapuno? It's sweeter kasi mas marami siyang simpler sugars and also malic acid and other uh, components. So, compared to the normal one, so mas masarap siya, mas medyo matamis, and then yung texture din. So, that's how it's different to the normal coconut. Okay. Uh, you mentioned yung inactivity. What causes this uh, inactivity? And is it something that we can control? Or induce? Actually, sa, ano, sa past decades, Merong mga studies about this accumulation sa galactomanan. So yung mm-hmm. mga molecular, naging advanced na yung studies natin. So molecular studies are showing na marami pang genes ang nag-govern pala ng development. So maaring itong mutation is like only a part. It has yet to be resolved or proven for their studies pa. Pero may mga advanced uh, results na na nagsasabing uh, ang dami palang nangyayari sa loob, hindi lang iisa. So, yeah, that contributes to its development. Mm. Yun. Okay, okay. Since we've, we've talked extensively about coconuts, let's talk about the broader picture of a uh, of plant breeding or plant biotechnology. And let's apply it dito sa context ng Pilipinas kung saan masasabi nating malaking bagay ang plant biotechnology. Pero gano'ng nga bang kaimportante ang plant biotechnology dito sa Pilipinas? And ano na nakita mong points for improvement? So yung plant biotechnology actually is a tool in plant breeding. It's a component in plant breeding. At saka, yung plant breeding, importante talaga sa Pinas because we are very vulnerable to climate change and mm-hmm. also very dense yung population natin. So, re- returning back to my previous statements na more mouths to feed and then lesser lands to till. Tapos, apitado tayo sa climate change. Nag-aaray yung mga sakit ng organisms at saka yung lupa natin, may drought at saka na-experience natin ng extreme heat. So, plant biotechnology as a revolutionary tool, kumbaga, magagamit natin siya in order to accelerate plant breeding. So, importante siya, well, actually na rinig ko nga about the golden rice So, it's a product of plant biotechnology. I'm very yeah. glad na approved na siya. And, and it's for trial and pilot testing already. Uh-oh. I guess next year or sooner. Yeah. Uh, so, it's very important sa Pinas. Kasi ang dami nating needs. 
and how can it be improved? We have many brilliant scientists, like brilliant scientists na baliw na baliw mag-research. <laughs> mag-research? So, okay. <laughs> oh, oh. Plan, breeding, uh, plan Biotechnology of the Philippines, medyo hindi pa siya common. Hindi pa siya yung loud or parang... Sobrang popular na ano. Oo, oh, oh, sobrang popular. So, may mga nagsustudy na, but uh, we have to support them. Like, uh, we have to have more scientists who's working in this uh, yeah. field. So, maybe more projects. Kahit, kahit studying a gene or a tool on how to improve the the characteristic kahit yun lang hindi yun lang na level hindi mo ta, muna tayo magpupunta sa production sa commercial uh-huh. commercialization mahaba pa siyang ano mahaba pa siyang proseso so we have to start at the very basic ng plant biotechnology kasi yun nga yung G, uh, yung golden rice ang haba pa ng proseso di ba ang tagal na niyang na produce pero hindi siya na hindi siya na commercialize kasi dadaan pa siya ng mga regulations ng mga testing trials verification so ma- madami pa siyang pagdadaanan mahabang but for now let, oh mahabang proseso but for now let's start from the very basic at least may magagawa na tayo soon. Ganun. Yeah. Yun nga eh. And I think yung nabanggit mo nga na yeah, going into the reasons why it hasn't been commercialized yet, etc. etc. So many tests done. I think that factors in heavily into my next question. Which is a bit of ano, it is mostly I want to know your opinion. Alam natin na yung yung topic ng GMO especially dito sa Pilipinas, medyo mainit siya. Hindi siya, uh, siya like headlines every day, pero Uh, bring up GMO and you, you'll likely get a passionate opinion from someone or leaning from leaning towards one side or the other. But but what is your take on the GMO debate here in the Philippines and, and the things that you've heard about it? Maybe the arguments in favor of it, against it. What are, the, what are your general thoughts about it? Okay. So personally, ang daming opinion talaga na <laughs> because it's very contro- controversial, controversial talaga in the Philippine setting but generally yung mga may alam of course most of the people that know about GMOs like the basic aspect of it leaning towards pro sila and those who don't No, or little knowledge or on about maybe about not completely aware, no? Oh, oh, ganyan. Ulang sa awareness, konte, no? Ah, hindi anti talaga sila, so it's like people people are afraid of things they don't really know. Aha, uh-huh. but, but sorry, but would you say that their fears are justified? I know it's not an easy question, but but would you say na may point? May parang ah, may point naman sila, or do you really think that it's more of like just the fear talking? I think it's the fear kasi I read a project sa Hawaii na meron silang GM of papaya. Mm-hmm. So gusto nila na ipa ano sa farmers, ipatanim sa farmers. Yes. 
yung ginawa nila is they have this community-based participatory research. So, in-involve nila yung farmers sa trials nila, sa field trials nila. And sa project, alam ng farmers, it's transparent to them kung ano yung GM papaya, kung ano yung process niya paggawa nito, at saka ano yung beneficyo na maibibigay ng GM papaya para sa kanila. Kasi during that time, this disease papayaring spot virus was really devastating sa field Crop. nila. Oo. So, yun, if you involve more people, let's say, well, we have to limit something also. <laughs> Pero kung, <laughs> oh, kung alam nila, yung nakikita nila talaga, na ah, ganito, ganyan, yung beneficyo and then the process. So, parang naging familiar sila, tsaka nare-realize nila na, okay, bakit ba tayo matatakot kung nagbibigay pala ito ng benefit sa atin? At saka wala namang report na naging, na harmful yung yung tanim na to sa tao. So it's like that. And or at least walang, me, walang report na verifiable, na may, may, may evidence or may proof na talagang hard. Ano? Kasi I do, I do hear some reports... That, ano, pero most uh, many of them na when I look into the the sources or something hindi parang hindi ko makita yung talagang like news article or uh, scientist or something na talagang nagsabing meron ngang na cause na harm so it's so, so to me parang you also have to question the source kung credible nga ba yung nagsabi and, and I'm not saying na lahat ng nagsasabi ay hindi credible I'm saying that the stories that I've read you know lo- looking at a little bit of you know backtracking at least in that aspect I I, I tend to not see yung sinasabing impact or effect but but yun nga i can't speak for the whole of course but but the ones i've encountered medyo ganun oh at saka yung mga reports na mostly it's like allergenic or food poisoning mm-hmm. diba yeah. yung yung kakain ng genetically modified na crop that's my adverse Actually, reaction walang oo walang correlation doon sa kinain at saka yung reaction, may study doon. Like, for example, yung yung corn, mm-hmm. na GM corn, tapos may report about uh, food poisoning due to uh, consumption of that. Tenest yung allergenic information at saka yung reaction talaga sa tao dun sa mga nakafeel ng reactions, hindi siya tugma. Hindi yung rason ng allergic reaction ay yung, yung kinain. kinain nilang GM corn oo ah. so okay so someone looked into it and they 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 found they saw the evidence that it wasn't really that ako maain siya so naging ganit yung reaction ng katawan niya hindi ganun oo kasi when it was reported syempre nagworry yung mga tao naging <laughs> nagpanic tapos of course yung mga scientists agad sila agad nilang tinignan Yeah, ito ba talaga to? Oo. Oh, oh. But marami naman silang kumain, pero okay. only if you have this reaction. Of course, it's still a reaction. Yes. But then thinnest and it's not proven. Na yun oh. yung cause. Oh, and that's the thing about this eh, kasi parang even if you're an advocate of GMO, if you hear about this, no, at a, a re, to to develop a really balanced perspective, you also have to look and say, okay, let's test it. Kasi baka naman may point. 
Diba? And you don't just say, ah, alam kong safe to kasi tinest namin to sa laboratorio. Hindi. You really investigate the cases. So, if, if anything, that should build more confidence in the findings. Diba? Oo. You really have to make a concrete proof na hindi talaga ito nakakakause ng sakit or allergic Oo. reaction na safe talaga to. So, kaya nga ang haba, ang, ang tagal ng proseso ng pag-a-approve ng GMO. Mm-hmm. Bago ito pumunta sa mga uh, stores, bago ito makareach sa tables natin. Mas in favor ako sa GMO kasi traditional breeding takes 10 to 12 years bago ka maka come up with a new variety, improved bar- variety. So, advanced genomic editing na nagre-result into GMO cuts to four to six years lang. So, let's say, for example, you have this problem na may sakit yung isang tanim. This year, nakita siya. So, maaaring 10 to 12 years through traditional breeding, mo pa ma-acquire yung gusto mong variety ng crop na resistant sa sakit na yon. Oo, matagal. So, matagal. So, wala na. Like, may, may bago ulit na darating ano, yung parang nawala na yung sakit, okay, but di, ngayon palang dadating yung ano mo, yung cultivar mo. Pero yung advanced genomic editing, of course, through biotechnology, makat natin into shorter time, so mas mapapaaga yung pag-address natin ng mga problems sa crops. So, yung thing about people being afraid, it's kulang kasi sa transparency. Kulang sa translation sa science to a language na naiintindihan nila. At least we have to like convey this information into simpler terms na maintindihan nila. It's up to them kasi hindi naman natin hawak yung perspective, yung pag-iisip nila, mindset nila. But at least we try na i-translate to sa tao. Bahalan sila mag-decide if they are in favor or not. But I think it works. Like, there there should be a bridge between science and common people. Kasi yun nga, yung parang stigma na scientist nandun lang sa ano, nandun lang sa lab, kung ano-anong ginagawa, maka-harm to sa atin. So parang may isolation. Diba? So, there should be a bridge. So, yeah. To ease this GMO controversy. Oo, I agree. Include, you know, making it a... Parang community science ba? In- involving the community and... Uh, being open with the knowledge. No? Yan. And... Yan. Speaking of being open with knowledge uh, or being open about, you know, activities, projects. Ano na ba yung mga projects more right now that that you've been working on over the past few weeks or months lalo na with like you mentioned earlier currently in Milan and can you tell us about what you're doing there right now so in Milan i have this four month internship for my masters so ito yung last requirement ko hopefully i will graduate oh. soon oh <laughs> but then before i left philippines So I was hired in the National Coconut Research Center, Visayas, and we're 
working with coconut genetic improvement. So, may mga projects kami. We have this aromatic coconut. So, yung oh. may... Oo, may aromatic ano siya. Coconut. Actually, na-amaze din ako sa kanya <laughs> kasi... First, hindi ko talaga alam to na nag-i-exist to before I was hired there. Mm-hmm. And then yung isang employee doon sa ano sa section namin. So dinala ako sa field tapos yung pinakita sa akin na ito yung aromatic coconut. Sabi ko, saan yung aroma dito? And then pina-split open nila yung ano yung buko. Tapos inamoy ko, amoy pandan siya like What? Amazing. <laughs> Bakit uh-huh. may aroma? Kasi yung normal, di ba, walang masyadong amoy. But the taste is almost the same. It's the special characteristic is that it has the pandan-like aroma. So, currently, pin- be, eh, nano namin sila pinopropagate. Tapos, we do traditional breeding also. Na gusto namin i-combine yung sweetness ng isang variety ng coconut at saka yung aroma naman niya. Mm-hmm. So, bali yung bu- buko juice is sweet and also fragrant. Galing. And, uh, and also, we have, of course, the makapuno production because we have this early bearing makapuno. So, as what I've said previously, di ba, may dwarf and tall tayo. Yeah. So, this one is hybrid. So it's in between. Mm-hmm. And we have also uh, breeding for drought tolerance. Mm-hmm. So kasi medyo may mga dry spell na tayo. Eh, medyo Saka kailangan na, natin yan dito. <laughs> Oo. Oh, ang init ngayon. <laughs> Pero yeah, over two years kasi medyo nagka-problema kasi sa transportation. So mm-hmm. medyo na pabayaan siya. But We're we're pursuing it, so there's uh-huh. there there's still hope, <laughs> I guess, yeah. uh, for drought tolerance. So yun yun yung mga masasabi kong projects namin doon. Mm. Yeah. All right. So I think for our listeners who have been who have tuned in to this podcast from the beginning, marami na maraming bago na tutunan about coconuts and makapuno. Very interesting, no? That there's a lot of wonderful things that sort of like fall into place to make it possible for us to enjoy literally the fruits of the hard work of farmers, siempre of scientists, and all of the natural processes that go into no. these things reaching our tables, no? But if our if our listeners had more questions for you. Maybe about your current life as a scientist slash student or about coconuts. Baka curious sila no, na may mga tanong pa sila. Ano-ano ba yung best ways to contact you? You can reach me through email, anirejvm at gmail.com or type my name sa Facebook, Giovanni Maranire. So you can send me a message. Alright. Alright. And of course, syempre, ano ang... As someone who is already like on his own journey towards a life of science, ano ano yung maipapayo mo sa mga tao na gustong tumahak sa similar na path? Never turn off that curiosity in you. Like that natural curiosity in you to find something, to prove something, to know something. Pero along that journey, 
na discovering things, ganun. Mm-hmm. You will face a thousand failures before maging successful ka. So be ready. Yung science din naman kasi, it's really hard to understand and of course your exper- experiments will fail. So random kasi yung pangyayari. So <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's not always successful and it's normal and it's okay. Wag masyadong ma-depress. Yeah, wag tayong ma-discourage if things don't go our way initially. Oh. Yun. Yun, napakagandang advice niya. Don't don't let that that spirit of curiosity die inside you and don't be discouraged by failures. Doesn't mean you'll fail all the time. Yun. Oh, no. okay. Yun. So, Giovanni, thank you. Thank you for sharing everything you've learned about all of the the interesting things you've shared today about coconuts, bakapuno, plant breeding, syempre may GMO din sa discussion na to. I I had fun talking to you and expanding my horizons a little more about plant breeding and I'm sure that our listeners did too. So, Salamat and I hope na at some point maybe you could be on the podcast again. I think marami pa tayong pwedeng pag-usapan oh, okay. about <laughs> about plant breeding. Yeah. Very broad field. So thank you. Thank you for sharing your time and your experiences with us. Thank you and I'm very happy that I'm also here sharing you what I'm working on and the knowledge also. So thank you very much. Oh, this is an important step in keeping science open to the public. Yan. Yes. So Take good care of yourself, stay safe, and keep in touch. Thank you for listening to this episode of Ask Theory. Follow Flip Science on Facebook, at Flip Science PH on Twitter, and at Flip Facts on Instagram. And check out our official Shopee store if you want to get copies of our books, Historiang Scientifico and Science Scramble. Stay curious!